Welcome to this special bonus episode of the Passive House Podcast. I'm Zach Semke, Director of Passive House Accelerator, and we're pleased to be sharing a series of bonus episodes recorded at FiasCon 2022 in Chicago. These interviews were made possible by generous support from StoCorp and Zola Windows. In this interview, Passive House Podcast co-host Matthew Cutler-Welsh speaks with Dr. Andreas Holm, the opening keynote speaker at FiasCon 2022. Enjoy. I've got uh, Andreas Holm here, who was a keynote speaker at the FierceCon 2022 here in um, Chicago. Great presentation. I really enjoyed listening to it yesterday, Andreas. So really uh, great to get to catch up with you uh, today. Um, for those that don't know you, haven't been here at the, the, the conference, give us a little bit of a, a background as to um, what you do and where you're from. Okay. I am Andreas Holm. I'm the director of the research institute called FIW in Munich, uh, which is an old research institute established in 1918. And for more than 100 years, we, our focus is on energy efficiency in buildings. And my background is I studied physics and I have a PhD in civil engineering and I worked for more than 20 years for Fraunhofer, where um, I started my uh, career in the US as well. We, I was one of the co-authors um, of the Woofy software and, and also of the Woofy Plus and the Woofy Fire software together with our partners from at that time with Oak Ridge National Laboratory. And um, yeah, and now for the last 10 years I am the director of FIW. I'm doing a lot of research work related to the energy efficiency in buildings, of the building stock in general. We are doing consulting work um, or we are advising the German government. I'm also the chair of uh, plenty of standards, energy-related standards, um, like the German Energy Code and uh, international ISO standards as well. Tell us about the German Energy Code at the moment. Is it, is it close to passenger Yeah, house? it is almost close to passenger People um, meeting the code, are they almost doing passive yeah. without knowing it? Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what's happening or will happen in the future because we are adapting the codes continuously. Yeah. But so far, we are very, very close to the passive house standards regarding new buildings. And is that fairly recent that it's got to that? No, state? I think since 2016, that's where we are probably close to the passive house standard and it's further developing. We are planning to update the code in the next year and also one more update in 2025. So, and at the end, we are. Um, the idea is really to become... And better, even better than the passive house standard. And in in Germany, uh, are those changes fairly well forecast to the industry? There is a kind of a plan, <laughs> yeah, um, which the government, when they started with their period, um, they pro, um, give an idea what will happen during the next four years. Right. And now it's clearly stated that by the end of 2025, we want to have a new standard which is better than the passive house standard or equal better or equal to the passive right. standard, so that's already announced. Yeah. And, and all the changes we had in the past were also pre-announced, um, at yeah. least by a year in advance. So yeah. it's not always a big surprise for the industry. Yeah. Now, yesterday you talked a lot about uh, effectively energy resilience and drawing parallels to 100 years ago 
uh, and, 50 years ago. <laughs> and, and some issues around um, geopolitical issues yeah. that drove uh, energy efficiency, and that's happening right now again. Exactly. Kind of a shame that it has to get to that point for, for it to become an issue. But do you see things like um, restrictions of, of gas supply as a, an impetus for, for getting... Uh, awareness and, and uh, some urgency around efficiency? Absolutely. So it's hard to say, but it's uh, this is a kind of a booster for energy efficiency. Yeah. It is, um, and not only because of its, uh, it keeps um, a kind of a geopolitical um, stability, yeah. but it also guarantees you if you have an energy efficient house, you are on the right way. If you, you're comfortable, you're, you save money, yep. which is definitely an issue nowadays. And at the same time, you're doing you as a foundation for decarbonization for a future generation. Absolutely. So the, uh, energy efficiency is definitely um, not something which is bad. It's it's a booster. It's an it's enabler for a lot of technologies and yep. um, for a better future society. Yeah, which you talked about as well, being not just about that was the theme of yesterday was energy is one reason but there's also all these other benefits to society yeah. of, of health of wellness and community as well which uh, is, is also really important um, now you, you talked a lot about 2045 why is 2045 the goal as because most people talk about 2050 yeah. as being the end point that why 2045 honestly if it, we're talking about 2045 or 2050 it doesn't matter it's the only thing we have to keep in mind that it is not so far away and yeah. uh, it's in 2045 was a decision by the German government that they wanted to be um, uh, CO2 neutral by 2045. Yeah, um, it was a political decision. That's a political date. Okay, yeah. it doesn't matter. As I said, if it's 2045 or 2050, it is just five years. But it's an, a statement. We want to be CO2 uh, CO2 um, free by 2045 or 2050. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, and why it is why I'm talking now about 2045 is because especially in the building sector we have no exit anymore. So what we want to do yeah. is everything we do nowadays is impacting already on our 2045 goals or 2050 goals. Yeah. Because the lifespan of all the techniques you apply in the building doesn't matter if it's a window, it doesn't matter if the roof, the, the envelope itself, so insulation. Or even the equipment side, they have a use, usually a lifetime which is between 20 and 25 years, which is exactly 2045 or 2050. Yeah. So yeah. this is why we have to already think from the back or from yeah. the ending and um, remember what is the goal 2050, 2045, what is the standard we need at, for the whole building stuff. Yeah to be sure that we are now building correctly. For so rather than just doing the bare minimum for today's standards, yeah, it should is. be thinking about... And we should already think from the ending and what is yeah. the goal. And we have a clear, a very precise, defined goal. Yeah. And therefore, we know exactly what is the heat demand, what's an average heat demand of the building stock should be. And yeah. so all the buildings should be... Um, and also, we had some buildings we retrofitted during the last 10 years, yeah. knowing that they will not fulfill 2045. Yeah, right. So the, the buildings we are now working on should be better than the average. Yeah. I like the way you um, stated that yesterday to say that there's basically not enough time to make a mistake or to do something no. less than ideal because it's not going to get changed. No. So you know, there is no time to be building um, exactly. substandard at the no, moment. You cannot... 
you might fix a little bit on the equipment side because maybe by 2040, 2042, so within the maintenance cycle, on the maintenance side, yeah, you can do something. But on the envelope itself, probably it doesn't make any sense. Do it right now, right. Yeah, yeah. And and that analogy of this is kind of our last exit on the on the highway, and if we miss this one, doesn't look good. what about retrofits? Because you, talk, you t- were talking about new builds, yeah. but so many of the houses that are causing the problem and buildings, that's, they already exist. That's, in Europe at least, that's a big issue, uh, retrofitting. New houses are important, but they have already a very high standard. But the, the existing building stock is, from the energy point of view, a very, very poor or weak. I don't know what's the right wording, yeah. but, or bad. But and you show you show some great photos of that. I really like the, the the photos you had of snow. Yeah. And when you can see a roof without snow in a in a in amongst a whole bunch of other roofs that have snow, what is that? What's that telling you? That there is something going wrong. On so right. people are heating up the outdoor environments. They are. And so the, the, the warm air is the warm going air straight up. It goes straight up and it's not, kept, it's not protected, so yeah. uh, there's no insulation in the roof. And so a, a roof, the outside of the roof doesn't need to be kept warm. No. <laughs> and if that's happening, it means that there's probably not enough insulation exactly. on the inside. So, and you put up some figures, uh, and they were quite mind-blowing, I don't remember them all, but uh, in the millions of houses and, uh, and buildings that need to be fixed basically how how is that going to be accomplished well that's a challenge and uh, but we know exactly how many or almost how many buildings we need to tackle yeah so um, we know exactly in order to meet our climate goals by 2045 or 2050 we need to increase the retrofitting rate from currently one percent per year up to 2 to 2.5% per year. So we yeah. need to encourage people, especially elderly people, because they are mostly the owners of old houses, yeah. and to do something for retrofitting, or if they, sadly enough, passed away and give or um, hand over the buildings to a new generation, that they do something uh, on the yeah. building stock. Yeah, yeah. And so there are some incentives in place now yeah, the, the German that. government or the European uh, Union but especially the German government is giving a lot of incentives on that yeah and um, it's helping and uh, but it's necessary you yeah. need to motivate the people so yeah. if you don't motivate now we have the Ukrainian war where we have a kind of a motivation and ugly yeah. mo- motivation yeah. but um, this is definitely uh, an enabler or a booster but it's not enough yeah What's your advice to other parts of the world? I mean, you, you've come here to, to FierceCon here in Chicago. Uh, I think there are some great lessons to be learned from um, not just Germany but, but Europe uh, in terms of uh, you, know, you see great things happening in Ireland and in these great places of the world. So many times I see people reinventing the wheel of, of how to do things policy-wise, technical-wise. What, what would you like to see in places like America? Not only in America, but in, in all over the world, that, uh, that um, energy-efficient buildings, according to the passive house standard, should be a normal thing. Right. It is so far; it's still um, something unusual. Yeah. And it should be normal, yeah. the standard. Yeah. And 
and this is also kind of a communication issue because yep. energy efficient buildings are not only of course they involve more investment costs yeah but on the other hand they reduce the operational costs they increase the, the, um, the thermal comfort they increase the health but also they guarantee your country um, a kind of a, um, energy safety and also energy poverty, which yeah. is one of the things we are definitely Back to what uh, we were. just learning in yeah. the, in, um, lately that jo, jo, those people who are just focused on changing the energy source have yep. not saved money. Yeah. Those who have so worked on the envelope... Let's build more, exactly. more windmills yeah. or solar panels. Yeah. Like, well, how about we yeah. reduce demand? But renewable energy is also endless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you... The point is that you, if we can reduce demand, it's yeah. not, then you don't have to figure out where you're just going to get more and more energy from different sources. And also, as we as we learned also yesterday by this beautiful presentation from Lisa, it's about the um, different perspectives that energy-efficient buildings can reduce the peak loads of the grid yes. and so on. Yeah. So it's um, but it's a totally different perspective. In the past, we only looked at a single building. Yep. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. But we are now um, in a completely different, or we will be in a completely different world. It's like the internet of buildings. Yep. They are working yeah. together yeah, and they yeah. are communicating together. Say one building has a huge impact on the neighbor because they are, he can shift loads and whatever. Yeah. So there's a lot of, um, yeah, new things that will happen faster than smarter before. things. Yeah. Thank you for uh, coming. Yeah. Uh, this way to uh, to present and share your ideas. It's uh, um, it's great to have your your knowledge, experience. Uh, really enjoyed the presentation yesterday. Can people follow you online? You're on. Um, not really. Not really. No. <laughs> but I, I should work conference. on that. Yeah, that's something I yeah, should yeah, work yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, but there are are there any resources available um, through through your organization or um, honestly yeah we are a little bit working on social media about LinkedIn or something like that but not really um, yeah uh, it's that's one of the deficits we have yeah yeah um, but we yeah that's one of the things well, I also we'll um, carry I on need do, to work on carry on doing the good work and it's great that we can we can get to, to chat today okay. and, and find out what is going on I think it's really important that we do keep talking and finding out yeah. Um, what's working in different parts of the world because it's beneficial for everyone. So It is. Thank you. Thanks. It was a pleasure.